Hello and welcome to Pumped, the Inside Podcast by Schwalbe. I'm your host Tobias Wogon and I'm talking here with Schwalbe athletes from different disciplines, from downhill to cross country or from triathlon to road riding. And today I'm talking to downhill superstar Miriam Nicole, who had a really rough start to the 2022 World Cup season with a crash in Lourdes and a concussion. In this episode, I talk with her about her way back and what she thinks need to be done to be safer with concussions. Hey Miriam, thanks a lot for taking Hello. the time to do the podcast with us. Where are you and how are you in the moment? Hello, thank you for having me. I am in south of France at home. Uh, it's called Mourez, uh, straight down to the beach from Paris. And I'm doing good. I'm entering this uh, longer off season than what we usually have. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> and are you still in the really in the off season where you do nothing or you started uh, started to training already for the next season? I am starting to train, but just like taking it uh, really like having fun on my back and just doing a bit of gym times, but nothing too crazy right now. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> how are the trails at the moment? Because it sounds pretty epic to live on the on the sea, on the Mediterranean Sea, and uh, probably the weather is a little bit better than at my place where it um, starts to snow slightly. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, like where I live, the place I live, it's often windy. So, you know, when, when it's cold and the winter is here and you've got this frozen wind, it's not the best, but, uh, but you can have some really good uh, time as well like uh, like today was uh, it's okay and the trails are running good uh, yeah it's a uh, it's a rise you can find a bit of different different um, different trails you've got some rocky one like in south of france really classic but you can also find some good low dirt. So last year you had quite a super early start to, to the season with Lord, and then you had a pretty big break uh, between Lord and uh, Fort William. How was it for you to have such a long break in a season? So it was like a real struggle for me after Lord because I, I had a concussion in Lord. I I crashed the morning of the race and uh, I was like injured. It took me a while to realize that the um, the symptoms I had was post this concussion because mm -hmm. I I was really looking to fix my a problem with my foot at this time. Mm -hmm. I crashed three years ago and I have really bad uh, articulation. All winter was uh, dealing with this pain. And the goal was to get an injection straight after Lourdes. So straight after Lourdes, I was really feeling bad with my head because of the crash. But I was also looking to fix my foot that had been a, a pain, a pain uh, for the last six months. So dealing with both, both of this injury and with the injection not working 
a week after having another one not working and all the symptoms of feeling like I had a jacuzzi on my head was not oh. helping. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was really pleased to have a, to have a long break uh, before Fort William after that. Yeah. So that sounds uh, pretty terrible, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but hearing that, in the end, you had a pretty good season. Um, yeah. You ended up on um, on place third in the overall, or what was a uh, what was your ranking? Second, 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 even second. Yeah. Um, are you happy with that? Yeah, I mean, like, of course, I, I would have preferred to win the overall, but. Uh, Regarding of uh, the struggle I have faced uh, was all those things, um, I'm pretty pleased with the, how the season went. Okay, that sounds pretty good. Um, in the last years, some of the really young women um, got into the mix and these days you have to battle with completely different women than the, uh, the last couple of years. How was that feeling for you that, um, yeah, you, ra you now race against them? Yeah, I mean, like, it's so good to see the younger generation pushing. And I guess, like, if you talk about it with Greg, for example, it's like, what's keep you at the best? You know, it's like you always find to to get some uh, some new things, to get faster. You always try to push your limits. So it's uh, it's really good. You know, we didn't have the same bike education. They, for example, if I talk about Valley, she, she's been quite quick on the, um, on the downhill bike, I guess, and with some bike park trail. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a different speed of um, progressing into the sport, I guess. So it's, uh, I'm really not surprised to see the young generation being fast, earlier and earlier. Mm -hmm. But it's, um, it's really good to see that you're not thinking, oh man, now they are here and it's, uh, <laughs> it's a pain that, that they are here. But you no, see it as a motivation. Really and I think this is what, what a good writer um, yeah what a good writer makes so um that's really cool but um what changed over the the last couple of years with the young riders moving in and having a completely different um style of the bike what what did you learn in the last um in the last year to keep up uh, i mean like you know the sports got more and more professional has um, a lot of the riders are going fast already. The level is higher. Uh, people are, everybody is working physically hard and hard, technically, mentally, you know. So you just need to have a strong base and uh, you're not allowed anymore to do so many mistakes in your training or you're not allowed that much to miss some of your trainings that's why this year i felt it's hard to miss like um a, a long part because of that commotion because of this of this so you know like you have to find some new things all the time and for example we've been working really hard with the setup on the bikes to to develop some new things even with you guys on the tires or on the suspensions on the frame of the bike you know so it's always uh, because everybody is 
doing really good now you mm -hmm. have to find something that nobody else think of working on yeah and, and with the sport going so professional is it still the same fun you had a couple of years ago uh, i mean like there is legendary fun that uh, are always there i feel like the spirit has been the same it's just even stronger Mm -hmm. And uh, but there is like still this uh, really good vibes, uh, this good family atmosphere. You know, it's uh, it's it's really good. Like uh, the fans are amazing. And I was at the World Champs back in 2004, so 22 years or yeah later, <laughs> it was like <laughs> uh, it was crazy to see that it was the same. But different, but you know, like I could really feel the same atmosphere as uh, when I watch uh, Cedric Gracia doing his backflip or, or, or Stevie crashing on the last corner. You know, mm -hmm. like it was like it's been a huge time between these two, but uh, it's still the same big mountain bike family. Okay, this is this is really cool. Um, as we already said, you had a pretty big crash in Lourdes in the, in the training. So what happened? Um, actually, I was like testing a new lines. And, uh, and it was quite early in the morning and I just slid my wheel on a pole. So it was kind of this stupid crash again, you know, and... Uh, And I was like, I didn't realize that it would be that bad. Mm -hmm. But I guess because, you know, I was not really awake and it was really <laughs> cold. And and um, I hit my head kind of in the front and not in the back. So mm -hmm. it, it was a different kind of, uh, of shock of what you usually have. And I went down and... You know when you're when it's the opening of the World Cup in France and you know you have your chance to win, you never think like one hour before the race it it might be possible that I'm not gonna race. So I was sure it was nothing. It was just kind of the stupid crash and I was okay. But I started having a headache, so I was like um should I race or no? And then I called the doctors and doctors said if you have that little headache during your warm-up no way you're not racing and and this is something i learned that adrenaline can do everything yeah. and uh, <laughs> i had no pressure from everybody told me like if you don't feel it don't race and and i could pass most of the tests well all of the tests so you know it was like me and i felt good so I did race, but I, afterwards I'm, I was like, I think it was a bit too much and also it was really warm after the race and all the people around and then I drove all the way to get my injection in the morning. So it was just a little bit too much. I think we, we mm -hmm. don't know enough about concussion and this is a, a big deal. So I think straight away after crashing on your head it's really important to just rest and not just physically but as well mentally yeah i think it's pretty hard to i mean if you have a broken foot you see you have a broken foot but you can't really see yeah. what's in in your head so that means you you had um symptoms right after the crash so when you hit your your head you already starting to to have the the headache 
Yeah, yeah, straight after the crash, crash I had a headache and, um, you know, it's uh, now I've learned a lot. So for sure now I know I would not have raced if I, but, uh, but it is a really tough decision to, yeah. to after six months training <laughs> and to crash like just a few hours before the race and just the headache, you know, you're like, I, is it really reasonable? But I mean, if you take the risk, like what I did about racing, you take the risk of crashing. And this is a second crash that is that can create some really bad, uh, bad concussion in, your, in the future. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's really important that people know if you crash, it's, uh, it needs some rest and uh and not crashing another time is uh is really important yeah so then after the race you you get home you got your um injection in your foot and what kind of sint symptoms you had after a while so what what happened then with you now i was like i was feeling really mentally trained and uh and i I really had this feeling of uh, like being really warm in my head, like really some bubble and I would have headache uh, when I would fall asleep and when I would wake up. So I was really worrying about what was going on. So mm -hmm. yeah, not, not the best feeling. You really feel like you're crazy and you're like, do, am I like, is this really what's happening or do I create this kind of pain? It, it was a bit stressing. But I, I could see that when my heart rate was really low, it was okay. And as, as soon as I would sink or move, then the symptoms would be higher. So, for example, I could not climb the uphill of where I live. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's almost nothing. And, um, and after weeks and weeks, I could see the difference that... I would climb it and the symptoms would come later and when if I was going stronger. So this was one of the symptoms related to the heart rate or the power that you would create in your body. But also mentally, I was not able to do like a puzzle of my nephew who is four years old that would just <laughs> Just to do this was like, oh my God, this is so complicated. So I was like really empty, really tired. Yeah, crazy. And w when did you really find out that you had a concussion? Was it clear when you, when you came home or, um, or did it take some, some weeks until you really think, okay, something happened in my head and I need to, to see a doctor again or... Um, well, you know, I was um, with my foot. Uh, I'm lucky enough that I did some study um, to learn to become a physiotherapist and I am some really good people around me. And one of these physio is called Bruno Boussagol and he's the physio of the rugby team in mm -hmm. France. And he, he has always sought <laughs> all my things out. So I was like, hey, Bruno, I'm really struggling with my foot. You know, like it's been a nightmare of a winter and I just had an injection and it didn't work. Um, 
I really don't know what to do. Can you just check me? And so I went to see him for my for my foot and it was like 10 days after the, the Lord. And when I saw him, I was like, oh, since Lord, since my crush, I have such a bad headache as well. And for me, I really had no idea about what really concussion was. Mm-hmm. And because I could race after and because I could do all of this, I was like, it's is it really a concussion? And it was like, well, what you're, you're describing is really like a sem- post-concussion symptom. So it took me in charge and I went to see that neurologist and she made me do some tests, like really the real protocol they having uh, during a rugby match, play ball. Mm-hmm. So... So I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we, from dealing with the foot, we start like uh, managing to, to deal first with this problem. And, uh, and I was really happy what there for me. So the first thing was to do seven days of resting, like really doing nothing for seven days because I was always like, going there for my food or just trying to do this or that so it was like a really nightmare and I and then I was like okay I'm just gonna do nothing Mm -hmm. nothing which was probably Mm. pretty pretty hard for an addict like you huh Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) that was it that was it so, so yeah, I was I was doing nothing, and then after with that physio, we start doing like twenty minutes of uh, of training, and then two days of rest and thirty minutes. And of course, I had that week he wasn't with me, and he was just telling me what to do, and I was doing it on the wet bike to be more efficient. But that was too much, so the symptoms would come back quicker. But then yeah, it took a bit uh, of a while until he came home, and he was like, okay, this uh. is really the speed you need to do and and finally uh, after five weeks I could feel that I could climb my hill at home better and better so I could see that the it went really fast in one week when it started doing good in one week I felt normal again okay and when you when you went to Fort William you were back at 100% no 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 because well I I was uh I didn't do much exercise for a while, so I cannot say I was 100% because of this, you know, like it, it was really five weeks in my hammock or doing 20 minutes of sport every yeah. day. So so I was like, uh, Fort William is a tough one and I didn't feel ready, but uh, it was safe. So all the doctors, neurologists, physios said, you can go there and it's going to be safe, you're you're able to crash again in case of a, of a crash. Yeah, okay. So that all sounds like a, like a nightmare and uh, <laughs> not really knowing what's happening with your brain and how long it it takes to, to get back or mm. um, if it even get back to 100%. I mean, that, that really sounds terrible. And... A lot of sports getting more and more sensitive um, with these kind of uh, injuries, with brain injuries. And even the football players and all the the different uh, disciplines, they 
Yeah, the concussion is is a big thing now. And um, what do you think? What should be done in in cycling or in, in downhill to um, to be safer? I mean, the first thing is to really um, this is what what people are talking more and more is to to let all the people be aware of that risk you're having when you crash uh, and you're having a concussion and just like to to know that you know crashing twice on the on, on an on a brain injury is really dangerous in the future so so when you crash the first time and you're having some symptoms really to to manage them before to go back to racing or to go back to uh, to taking risk again this is the first thing that people are aware of. so i guess like uh, If if people know, then there won't be any any pressure from any brands, or I don't know. You you never know, you know. Like if, mm -hmm. if someone don't realize the risk there is, it's it's hard. And honestly, I've I didn't know what was a concussion until I had one. And what is crazy is that I've been riding my bike since I'm five, and. And people tend to say, oh, now we are talking more and more about concussion. And why only this year we start talking about it? And I was like, yeah. I've, I've, no, I've no idea. But this is for sure definitely something I never had before. So, so it's, uh, yeah, it's really important to, to prevent, to do some prevention about it and to, to just take some time to rest physically and mentally we know that driving straight after a concussion is really really dangerous as well so mm -hmm. so yeah just to rest and and in downhill it would be good i think that um for example during the track if a marshal sees someone crashing on the head my helmet was full of mud there were mud all around my helmet so before to go back to your team For example, to have a doctor in the Finnish area saying like, hey, your helmet is so dirty, a marshal saw you crashing on your head, you have to do some uh, some, some tests and, uh, and just like, you know, some, some, some tests can be really well made, just like what they do in rugby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so it's super crazy that a yeah. couple of sports um, like... BMX uh, halfpipe. They talking about con concussion for years, and um, yeah. also in uh, in motocross in the um, in supercross in the US, they talking about this problem since a couple of years. Mm. And in downhill, which is um, yeah, where the risk is so so high, it just started this year that that people are talking about it. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it um, is. So, are you doing anything? different for the next season to to be safe are you using different helmets or do you know if there any technology like the you the um supercross guys has have on her on their helmet to um to be safer or to have a better monitoring yeah this is uh, what we are looking for right now when you know i'm i'm lucky enough to work with some amazing brand like bell helmets to mm -hmm. To, to work on this and they are at the, the at the top of the safety for helmets so yeah they are there is some new new monitoring like you're saying that you can put and hide on the helmet and uh, why not uh, you know if if the study shows that uh, 
motorbike regulation uh, can avoid uh, some of the concussion, why not, you know, wearing some stronger helmets that can pass some motorbike regulations? That's just an idea. And I know this is so much heavier and I, I am... I, I didn't dip the subject enough to know if the weight can impact the safety uh, as well. So, so yeah, but uh, I think the industry and the rules, so everybody is aware about this problem. So the athletes and teams are really pushing to, um, to deal with this. Yeah, yeah, that's really good that, you, that you're pushing the mm -hmm. industry and saying, hey, we need some some safer stuff, mm. some monitoring, and um, it's really good for, for every one of us. I mean, concussion, mm -mm -mm. it's not just a, a World Cup thing. I think it's a, it's a problem for mm. everyone, maybe even a little bit more in the, um, in the, in the, hobby, in the hobby game, mm -mm. you know, where the, mm -mm. Um, the, the normal riders um, racing. But um, yeah, so you're really lucky that you get away with it and um it was not too yeah too too bad for you and you could uh, recover well so um we hope the the best for for the next season 2023 and mm. the preparation already has started as you as you told me so how is the preparation for for next year where the start of the season is super late Yeah, it's uh, like I said, you know, like I'm, I'm just training for, for to keep my my ability right now to be uh, in shape for next season, and just because I love doing some sport, but um, I'm hindering this longer off season for to do what I'm, I I'm don't have much time to do, so I'm yeah, I'm just riding bikes, motorbike, doing a bit of gym times to be in shape, and, and that's just like. A, Like living the dream, you know, like uh, looking after, <laughs> looking after what what has to be done, and to to dip a bit more some uh, some more uh, subject about uh, about getting ready for next year. Uh, I am also at the UCI at the at the commission to represent all the athletes. So we had some meeting. I've been integrating the new organization with ESO and to to be. Uh, to work with with them so it's uh, yeah it's busy time but uh, but it's it's really good okay and when when is the time to to dig deep again and go full into training and have these long hard training days again i think i'm gonna really really start beginning of, beginning of next year but uh, but yeah it's like structuring all the things uh, till december as well and uh And in the, in January we'll we will still have six months ahead before the first World Cup. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we've got yeah. tons of time. <laughs> That's good. So in the last years, you still worked as a physiotherapist uh, in the in the off season. Are you still doing this? And and why have you done it? Yeah, I was like studying to, to become a physio and for me it's really important to have a balance uh, between school and, uh, and the sport. Uh, I, it, uh, there were some times where it was really hard to manage all of the things together, mm -hmm. but I did really learn some amazing things about how the human body is working and, and to deal with all these injuries had helped me a lot. 
and still today you know like i have the feeling i know who which person to reach in case of a of an injury and uh, this can help to be back uh, on my walls uh, as soon as possible okay so that sounds good so miriam um thanks a lot for your for your time i wish you all the best for the preparation for next year and of course I wish you all the best for the season and hopefully you will be at the at the very top again and mm -hmm. um and defend the the rainbow stripes or get the rainbow stripes back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.